So one of the major trends that we're seeing is adoption of cloud. Uh, every single company uh, that we deal with is, 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 is fast moving to the cloud. Um, and it, I think it's, it's, it's important to note that there's, there's a, a strategic move to the cloud from the IT side and they're work, working with the likes of AWS or Xero or Office 365 uh, to technically move uh, their infrastructure to, to the cloud. Um, but there's also a shadow IT aspect where, where the marketing team will be signing on into, to, to a, a CRM application um, that the IT guys don't really even know about. So some of the work that we've done is actually helping clients unlock the visibility of what cloud applications are actually using and the, the risks that those might um, pose to them in terms of data sitting offshore, data sitting at data centers that, they, that they're not aware of, maybe uh, implications in terms of uh, Papier or GDPR from a privacy perspective. Um, so unlocking all of that and then also working with clients to, to make sure that they use the benefits of, of the likes of AWS or Azure that have a fantastic security features already built in that maybe they weren't able to afford or justify when they had on-premise IT but to make sure that the right uh, controls are, are actually turned on when, when, they, when they do migrate across to cloud. So another emerging trend that we're seeing is, is the move to more of an agile way of developing uh, software and applications. And that has implications from an information security perspective because in the past you've had gates that you've, that you've determined whether this application is secure before releasing it uh, uh, you know, into, into the wild, into the public. Uh, out, onto the, out onto the web, um, whereas now there's a far more agile way of working and, and a SecOps uh, uh, way of working that, that companies are adopting. And so one of the big trends that we're seeing at the moment is how to build security into that, into that life cycle um, and how do you get the developers more tuned to uh, what, those, what those key security uh, loopholes that, that they might inadvertently have been building into their code in the past and how do we kind of educate them to make sure that, that, that applications are secure by design and secure by the time that they come out of that development life cycle without having to go through those, those formal loops. So where Mobis uh, Consulting can assist in the, in the DevSecOps space is, is helping define uh, kind of where, where, how that integration within the development uh, lifecycle, within the agile lifecycle um, can work. Um, but then probably equally and maybe more, more important is, is the training of the development team in terms of what, what they need to be coding in and what they don't need to be coding in and what does, what does SQL injection mean and how, how do they avoid kind of building that into their code. So a massive, a massive trend that we've seen over the last few years is, and, and the buzzword in our industry is, is cybersecurity. Um, and that's really uh, focused around the external threat. Um, what is it that, that's, uh, how exposed is our company to, to external threats, whether that's uh, nation states offshore or whether that's a disgruntled employee working from home that, that's trying to kind of break into our systems. There's a number of threat actors, but how do we quantify what that threat is and how do we uh, quantify what our what our controls that we've currently got in place are and and whether we adequately whether we adequately protected you you get things like um, uh, malware and worms that 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 disrupted companies like Maersk for 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 weeks and months and it cost billions of dollars um, to 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 um, to put things right um, and then you've got ransomware which hits 
from the smallest to the largest organization. In fact, your kind of smaller SMEs are probably more susceptible to things like ransomware where they can lock down your system. So how do we determine what our, what our risk profile is and how do we determine whether we've got the adequate controls in place? Um, we use frameworks like NIST uh, to determine what, that's, what that level of, of maturity is and where your gaps might be. And one of the big focus areas around cybersecurity is incident response. Um, there's a trend that, that, that says you kind of assume that you will be breached or you will be attacked. And how do we, how do we respond to that? If we do get attacked by ransomware, how do we, how do we uh, tell our clients, how do we tell potentially the regulator that, that, that this has happened? Um, so that, that response uh, process and who are the people that are involved in that response? Do they know what they need to do? Have we defined roles and responsibilities? Have we defined what we say to the press in the calm of a, a normal office environment as opposed to when all our computers are locked down by ransomware? So third-party risk management is, is a massive trend that we're seeing at the moment. Uh, for the past few years, Organizations, I think, have reached a certain level of maturity within their own information security and cybersecurity. Um, and so they recognize that a lot of processing and a lot of um, data is actually flowing outside of the organization and being processed or being accessible by third party vendors, network, uh, network suppliers, or data, data center uh, suppliers, or, or, or a firm of actuaries or marketing company has access to your data in, in terms of what they're legitimately doing for you, but how do you get a view of what the risk that that poses to your organization is? The, the data that I own in terms of my customer as a, as a corporate, is still my, I'm still accountable for that data. So the fact that the marketing company is processing it on my behalf is still uh, my, you know, if, if the proverbial hits the fan, it's still my responsibility to actually tell the regulator how that went wrong. So I think in the past few years, companies have gotten better in terms of their own information security and cybersecurity, and so they're now looking beyond their walls and saying, okay, you know, my ecosystem, how well are you, how well are you protecting my data, and do you have the same sort of controls that, that I have internally? I think where this is going to go is, is, is a kind of a rationalization of the number of third parties, because there's, there's going to be a trust that's built with certain third parties, and they're going to get kind of maybe the majority of the business and the, the third parties or vendors that, that maybe weren't uh, as, as protective of your data are going to start falling by the wayside. So what, what we do as, as Mobius is, is help identify who those third parties are, what the risk profile is, and, and we've got a, a structured risk-based approach that we, that, we do, that we follow in order to kind of give you uh, risk assurance and coverage. So one of our key services that we're seeing a big demand for is, is around ethical hacking or penetration testing. Um, and that's having a look at um, you know, both the perimeter of organizations and seeing what can someone from the outside, how would they be, be able to breach my perimeter controls, web applications that are sitting out on the internet, how secure are they? Are, is someone able to manipulate that data and, and transact uh, kind of unethically? Um, so both from an application perspective as well as kind of database and, and network perspective, having a look at kind of how, how strong are the controls that I've actually built in and can someone break in? And, and why we offer this service is, is you know, rather us come in and break in essentially and, and give you know, the, the, the client a report of this is how we did it rather than obviously some, a criminal or someone that, that might be using that for uh, less legitimate purposes. Um, 
one of the one of the, the trends that I'm seeing as a subset of, of, of ethical hacking um, is how to actually take the results of, of those tests. We're seeing far more tests being done, but not necessarily the capacity or the processes or the systems at the client side to deal with all of these additional recommendations or fixes that need to be uh, taking place. So we, we help our clients put in place those what we call remediation systems, whereby you know you might have 10 things to do and how do we kind of workflow those out to the people that need to fix them uh, and at the same time, same time give a kind of risk manager or the IT manager a dashboard that says kind of this is how things are progressing.